Welcome to Leadership Spotlight, a podcast that shines the spotlight on L&D and HR leaders from leading businesses around the world. Learn the ins and outs of everyday leadership, what it means to be a leader, and all the learning and skilling that goes into making a successful leader that you would like to follow. So lean in and lead on. Having a head start early on with a tutor mother, passion for people and a creative bent of mind does give you a predisposition for forging a career in training and talent development. But to climb the ladder to the top needs deliberate practice of continuous learning and self-reflection. A skill mastered by Sunanda Govindan. A learning and development professional at Strides Pharma, Sunanda is a go-getter HR professional with over 10 years of experience in talent and performance management, employee training, digital learning, HR staffing and onboarding, with demonstrated excellence in the pharma, automobile and ITES industry. Her attention to detail, focus on quality and deep interest in human beings makes her an empathetic leader and a compassionate mother. If you're wondering how one woman can humanly manage to have diverse interests from arts and crafts to baking, from training to dancing, to raising a boy with a sharing mindset, the answer is in knowing that learning is the key to success. Hi, Sunanda. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Pranjali. Thank you for inviting me for the session. You have such an incredible LinkedIn page with recommendations and testimonials from your colleagues and your peers. Terms like meticulous, detail-oriented, proactive, dependable, industrious, smart are used extensively to describe you. But how would you describe yourself as a person, encompassing your personal and your professional spheres of life? Actually, I mean, thank you very much for your kind words. However, to describe about myself, I'm very passionate with my work. So when it comes to delivery, my attention to detail is very important for me. I, I just go through over and over again because for me, the quality output is of utmost importance, be it a small email or be it, you know, drafting a report, be it a content designing, be it a delivery Whatever kind of job it is, the quality has to be of my best, I would say. That's where, uh, I mean, I think I earned these uh, qualities during my career, where I'm very happy and very glad that my colleagues recognize those and have put in my testimonial. I'm very glad. I'm still thankful to all of them who described me as that. So I think passion is all about if you're interested, if you have the core interest in doing that or delivering that role, I think you will do anything and everything to prove your best. Agreed. And do you also see passion seep into your professional and your personal life? So do you also see that when you're doing a task, maybe it's not related to your work? Do you have the same passion that you're talking about? Not for all the tasks. Uh, Definitely, I'm very passionate with the role that I'm currently in because learning and development has always been my area of interest. So definitely in every task that I do pertaining to um, learning and development is definitely mostly, you know, passion oriented. However, when I say personally, there could be many things that I like to do, many things that I really don't like to do. Some things are like forcibles, you have to do, you don't have a choice. Uh, However, how you take it positively, even though you like it, you don't like it, because at the end of the day, if it's benefiting, if 
it's going to help someone and you get some sort of a happiness out of it that will drive you to do that uh, even though you might lack interest or passion to do that particular task i think this is where empathy comes in play because sometimes the meaning or purpose of what you're doing may not be clear but when you look at the bigger picture and you see how what you're doing is going to be helpful to someone who's dependent on you that kind of makes it more fulfilling absolutely i i totally believe in that empathy because i think i would call myself a brand ambassador for empathy in my uh, team because i keep talking about empathy all the time because that actually helps you know one in understanding the other person and then do your job smoothly because you kind of you go a level above in understanding them to that so do you think empathy was a quality that you wanted to tap into when you started your career in training or was it something that you stumbled upon and you discovered your passion for I it would say I definitely stumbled upon it it's not that I came with all these qualities when I started I had some sort of a training delivery skills right from my childhood I would say because my mom was a tutor so I used to sit with her and do tutoring for the little kids so in the process I kind of learned and the different ways of teaching and ensuring that the child understood in whatever way that i tried to teach the child so not that the first attempt was great or the second attempt was good so in the process i kind of learned so that kind of developed my training skills so when i joined my work frankly speaking uh, i did not know what way my career is going to be because i finished my graduation i got into the customer service role and within 6 months i was put in into the training department because because i can't, i was very good in mentoring i was very good in coaching my team so that's how i got into the training department i became a trainer there on to becoming a lead trainer and being part of the learning and development team so in the process is what i learned how empathy is important uh, what is sympathy what's the difference and uh, how empathy can help you collaborate with the team better when i say hard skills it's something that you learn and you can carry it with you forever in your life till you remember probably whereas when it comes to behavioral skills there are a lot of things that you learn to deal with people to understand to collaborate have that interpersonal skills all that was learned during the course of my career i think that is how we learn most of our skills while most of the skills will be assigned to us in form of some learning mm-hmm. and development programs a lot of it happens on the job often subconsciously even when you are busy doing something else you might have some learning which is embedded in that that you will also learn talk eloquently about how looking at your mother who was a tutor you kind of had this ingrained in you that you had teaching as a skill do you see that as a practice you do with your absolutely i mean i think going in the uh, other person's level of understanding and then teaching them with a certain flow of thought is uh, has helped me a lot when i'm dealing with my child he's 8 and a half years old now going to fourth grade in the last few years whenever i used to sit with him understanding the learning style of the child i mean everyone have different learning styles some are visual some are more audio or some are more aesthetic understand through touch feel and all that so understanding the learning style and then going by certain methodologies has really really helped me the past experiences definitely has helped me i would say even in my profession it has helped me a lot so do you again believe that planting the seed maybe of leadership maybe of happiness maybe of success at a young age because the minds are young impressionable is critical or do you think as adults it's easier 
to learn a new skill or a new task? I think uh, children can learn many skills much more than the adults because the learning styles are a little more different. Whereas the children, children have the ability to grasp as many skills as they can. It's not that the adults don't, but adults have a different way of learning. Uh, they would only go by how am I going to benefit out of that? Whereas a child, you teach anything and everything. They're pretty quick in grasping. So definitely, yes, putting that particular seed in their mind in terms of empathy, in terms of giving. For me, um, the question of leadership, uh, definitely, yes. Somewhere, I, I mean, definitely, if you read a lot of books and I understood that leaders are not necessarily born. It is the traits that is built over the years. So for a child to be an effective leader, definitely what I'm teaching my child is learn the giving. The more you give, the more you learn from it, the more the person, the other person benefits out of the giving that you give and you try to inspire the person with an example and you try to influence them, there you become a leader. I agree. I think so much of leadership is about leading by example than it is about just dictating what needs to be mm -hmm. done. Another point you said, which I completely resonate with, is because I have a child myself who is six, what I definitely know is there is some bit of conditioning that happens as we grow from a child to an adult, mm -hmm. which is where our minds become less malleable and less open to ideas. So which is where I completely believe that putting that seed into a child's mind is so critical. Uh, another thing you said, Sunanda, was that you believe that leaders are so much about example setting. There is another thing which is said about leaders, which is leaders are also leaders. How much of learning and reading do you think is directly proportional to one's I think 100% reading definitely improves one's ability of communication, interpersonal skills, understanding the subject, dealing with uh, learning from best practices from the other leaders. All these can be achieved by reading. So reading definitely helps. I mean, these days we, we are lucky enough to have uh, you know, Google to quickly go search for any topic or understand what it is. So it's really available for anybody to get stuck with something. It is definitely the reading that you do. It could be bite-sized reading or micro-reading that you're doing. It definitely helps in understanding how to deal with a particular situation. How do you manage certain things? How do you teach someone? How do you mentor? How do you coach? I mean, of course, there are different set of trainings that we there are that are they are available. However, when you read. I mean, by yourself, of course, you're doing a lot of self-learning. You're trying to analyze by yourself on how to deal with it. You'll do trial and error uh, on your own. So I feel reading definitely uh, contributes a lot for the self-improvement. I think for a leader, one of the important things is also self-realization. Uh, managing self, uh, very, very crucial before you manage the team. So the first managing self can be improved a lot upon by reading. Understanding yourself, understanding your own quality can be done a lot by reading and I would definitely say reading is directly proportional 100% to reading. So yes, there is a lot of self-awareness, self-reflection that goes into becoming the truest version mm -hmm. of yourself. But how does one really develop this skill to even self-learn? Mm -hmm. Because it's not natural for most people. We have to sometimes assign training. We have to sometimes put out a learning path when it's not clearly understood by an individual. So how can you even cultivate this culture or habit of self Okay, so um, everyone, I feel, would have a certain prejudgment about themselves, that they are like this, they speak like this. They also, they auto, it's an automatic human thing to feel that what they're doing is right. But how do we know if we are doing it right? How do we know what others feel? 
So to have a self-realization, I think one should have the habit of taking periodical feedback from the people that they deal with on a day-to-day basis. It could be a monthly feedback or however that they can decide upon getting the feedback on what the other person feels. And then you will totally be surprised to see the result. Uh, to know how the people feel because you realize, oh, that's not what I thought of myself. That's not what I meant. That's not how I behaved. But the other person has totally, uh, has taken you in a different, con- you know, different, differently. So the feedback really, really helps. And first step to do is to be open to the feedback and not react to it because the, each and every one of us have different views. Thought processes are different. The way they, they think is different. So um, it is very important for the self-realization. The important step is to take feedback from your peers, from your colleagues, even a personal friend. Uh, take feedback from your husband, from your—I mean, from your spouse, parents, even from your child. Am I a good mother? How else do you want me to behave with you? So definitely, it, it reflects. It makes you think. This is what I thought, but I need to work on these these areas to make myself better. Agreed. Uh, and Selena, because you're such a creative person, I know that you also like baking, you're into crafts mm-hmm. and arts. Do you think a creative bent of mind lends to training as a Absolutely. Profession? I feel training is all about creativity. Uh, the way, uh, I mean, it's when, when we come to delivery, it's not just about imparting knowledge, where that is the core, um, you know, goal. Whereas when it's how to deliver, how to creatively come up with a content that grasps the attention of all kinds of learners in the room, uh, it could be virtual or it could be even face-to-face session, but however, make it, uh, you know, uh, more uh, in a story way or make it more graphical, uh, make it more simulation uh, or make it more scenario-based. These are all the creative elements that we try to come up with to grab the attention of the learners so that our goal is attained, basically to impart the knowledge where the learner feels, yes, I have achieved something in eight hours, a training that I sit in a day. So, um, of course, a lot of creative elements go into that in terms of even branding the the training module or to even tell uh, people that what's in it for me is the main concept that we work so that, you know, tell the people in terms of how uh, any skill is important for them to achieve. So a lot of creative things when I say is about the, in the content, in the design, uh, in the branding, bringing the awareness, a lot of creative ele- elements does go in that. So art definitely helps, yes. I think another important element of creativity is innovation, how you're able to mm-hmm. think outside the box. It's not sometimes just about putting something in a creative-looking mm-hmm. package, but literally changing the whole delivery style of it, as you said that can make or break your training program or anything else. Now we seem to be blessed, uh, Sananda, with the skill set and we spoke about some. We spoke about creativity, your teaching skill, empathy. You seem to be blessed with all of these right from the outset. So do you think you wish you'd known something when you started out, looking back, maybe in hindsight, as a selfish? Probably, uh, thanks for saying, uh, I mean, I'm blessed. Uh, Yes, truly blessed because I had the capability to learn all these during the you know, course of my career. When I say when I when I started my career, I felt yes, I wish I had known few things because we did not come to the corporate world uh, with the complete knowledge and skill. We we come with a certain ability. We have the ability to do something. However, the capability of an individual is developed only during the career. In terms of all kind of uh, you know behavioral skills, for me, it's it's the behavioral skills. If we were no, I mean, we, we knew before we started the career would have helped me achieve better. For example, people psychology, 
because we're dealing with people day in and day out. So whereas technical skills, something that you might have learned already and you can learn it uh, even after you join the work and it stays with you forever. Whereas people's behavior is something which is unpredictable. So some amount of uh, dealing with people's psychology, understanding different uh, types of people, and then have the capability to deal with these people would have helped me avoid many scenarios in the past that I had to go through. Probably some some sort of conflict or disagreements I could have avoided. So I probably feel before the start of my career, if I had known something more about understanding people of different levels, different age groups, different generations, and dealing with them and help me collaborate better would have been beneficial. It resonates with me completely, Sunanda. As a matter of fact, I think people's dynamics uh, teaches mm-hmm. you so much. So understanding how, as you said, the demographics, how they come in play and how that can make a difference to how they understand the message or don't understand the message. All of this really makes or breaks your program. So before I let you go, I need to ask mm-hmm. you this one last question. What is your leadership mantra? Okay, um, I think something that I spoke before as a leader, I what I expect from my leader and what I want to be, uh, what I you know inculcate within me as a leader is have an active listening skill. Very very important. First is that I mean you needn't speak all the time, you needn't command, you needn't order all the time. I think as a leader, the important skill is active listening, of course empathy within your team member, inspire and influence. The other thing I recently learned from one of the great uh, HR leaders is that uh, vulnerable leadership. I was very impressed uh, about that because um, leaders are end of the day humans too when they do mistakes, even they have their weak points. When I say lead by example, they try to lead certain uh, skills or aspects by their examples, but they do also have certain weak points, but it, but it is okay to openly discuss and talk within your team to say what you're great at, what you're not so great at, and have those things that you are not great at, uh, to find those skills within your team and encourage them and empower them so that you work better as a team together. So I think that's my leadership mantra. It's active listening, being empathetic, to, ha- to, to inspire, to, to influence. Thank you, Sunanda. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for opening up about your life, your passion, and all your skills that you've learned. Thank so you, far. So much, Thank you so uh, much, Pranjali, for giving me this opportunity to talk in this open forum. Thank you for tuning in to Leadership Spotlight. To learn how you can go from learning to leading, visit www.plethoralearning.com. See you next time.